0: Every longing of the human heart is, in last instance, a cry for the Holy Spirit. You now we build companies, we send people to the moon, we get drunk and get high, we write symphonies, we gulp down hours of Netflix, become slaves of expectations we have of ourselves, of others, or those that others have of us, we climb up on the one side of K2 and try to snowboard down on the other, we get tangled up in relationships and then try to untangle what we tangled. And we do all these things. Why? Well, the Christian would say, because there's a hole in the heart. And at the end of the day, there's only one that can fill the hole. As if God would be crying out, you're created for the ocean, stop swimming in the puddles. Of course, I don't know how it is for you, but it's kind of hard to dream of oceans when you've been hurt, when you've had to weather storms that have left, you know, you're kind of drained and tired, have met some sharks that have kind of taken some big bites out of your hopes, like someone who wrote me after, a while ago after a breakup in the relationship. I've just buried another set of life's expectations and longings. Now, how e- easy it is put on mass to pretend, you know, you've got it all together, to pretend that one is secure and no need of any exterior affirmation. But how is it, no one, one is alone? And I, I mean, I don't just mean that physically. I originally come from Western Canada in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, when sometimes you be alone, but not, that doesn't necessarily mean you're really alone. I now live in Vienna in Austria midst of tons of people, and you meet sometimes people even inside of a relationship, right, that feel alone. And, and sometimes, you know, you come to these places of loneliness where they can be very painful, but sometimes also they can rip bare our deepest longings. They can perhaps touch again those scars that remind us that, in fact, we are made for greater and higher things. And yet, when God dreams a human person, he dreams him in a big way. You know, he's created him for infinite horizons. I remember once uh, a talk from John Paul II. He was commenting on this scripture passage of the Old Testament of the prophet Jeremiah where he was saying, you know, I'm too young for this. I can't do this. And, and there he expressed this fact that this, the human person, when he speaks to God out of his weakness, he's simply merely expressing a, a deep truth of faith and a deep truth of psychology. And, on, and yet at the same time, he goes on to say that someone would, sometimes you have the impression that when you look at people around us or society, that some would like to make of this weakness of the human person, his debility, almost like the fundamental principle of everything else, almost like a human right, as if the weakness of man would be the last word that is spoken over man. And then he goes on to say, and this is a quote, Christ, on the other hand, taught us that man has above all a right to his own greatness, a right which to what really surpasses him, because it is precisely here that his special dignity is shown, Here the glorious power of grace is revealed. Our true greatness is the gift of the power of the Holy Spirit. In Christ, man is now entitled to such greatness, and the church and the world, through the same Christ, has a right to the gift of such people. You know, the Christian message is essentially one of hope, but also inspiration, and where that word inspiration is meant quite literally. People who are... Filled with this Spiritus, with this Holy Spirit. The last word over man, over woman, over each one of us is not weakness, but our real capacity for transformation through the power of God. And that's good news. That's good news. This is the reason also why we need to ask, which one of you would give his children a scorpion when you ask for an egg. You know, and and it's interesting that Jesus is not talking about eggs. I mean, also we would give our children eggs, but he was saying our Father, He gives us that which we have at the end of the day, which in each is buried in each one of our longings, and that is the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Christian faith is above all this, you know, in opening ourselves to this gift. It's not something that we have to do in first instance, but it's trying to be open to that, what God is trying to do in us, to that which God is capable of doing through us. And that's the root of every prayer. You know, St. Augustine once said that prayer, essentially, is longing for God. And St. John Chrysostom, an early church father, in the 5th century, died in the beginning of the 5th century, said, when I think of prayer, I don't think of I'm not thinking of words. Prayer is much more a longing for God that comes from a deep love that is not so much coming from us but has been placed in our hearts through the power of God. Now, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think Jesus is reminding us that the most important thing that the human person is searching for and yearning for and everything that he does at the end of the day is a yearning for the Holy Spirit. And... And that he wants to give this Holy Spirit to us. God yearns much more to help us than we are looking to get something from him. The catechism would even say prayer is nothing else but the encounter between this thirst of God and the thirst of man. And and one can ask oneself, well, how can I grow in this? You know, like How can I prepare my heart for this gift that he wants to give us? And I think also the Gospel and the readings kind of hint at some things. Um, I would essentially, like closing off this, this idea, this homily, is mention maybe three things that help us. And I think the first of all is an idea from Pope Benedict. He said we have to learn or learn anew to enjoy the things of life. It's not maybe a typical thing you'd expect from a pope to say. No, let's say like we've got to learn to enjoy the, the goods of this world and the things that are happening in life. And what he was saying is You know, not to have a bad conscience when you're eating your cinnamon or your Big Mac or whatever you're eating at the moment, like really enjoy it. And not to have a bad oh, I shouldn't be doing this. No, when drinking your beer or whatever you're doing, like listening to your music, is to really fully enjoy those things that are that have been given to me. But not to make gods out of them. But to enjoy them. Like there's three ways to enjoy a cinnamon. You know, there's like there's there's the method of the well of the Stoics, you know that said if you want to make a person happy, don't give him money, but take away some of his longings and so eat your cinnamon like this, so you don't really taste it. It doesn't taste so good when you're eating it. You no, know, that's one possibility. But that's not the Christian version, right? Or you got the other extreme, which is maybe you could call it the Hugh Hefner version, which is eat twenty five cinnabas in one evening and like feel see how you feel afterwards when you're trying to squeeze infinity out of something which is not infinite and therefore could never fulfil your deepest longings. But The cinnamon is good. There's nothing wrong with it. Just only 25 at once. Like, don't think it's God, right? Or a stupid example, obviously. But you could talk about our relationships. We could talk about money. We could talk about so many things, you know, that we, music, food, whatever it is, we we tend to, like, velcro our heart to whatever we think is going to fulfill that heart very quickly. Instead of remembering, I can enjoy these things, but they should be, like, a stepping stone to remind me of my longing, of my real longing, which is for God, and to thank Him. You no, know, wow, I can enjoy this. Thank you. This is a gift, and this can, can increase every time I enjoy it. Thank you. you no, know, thank you, Lord. You no, know, thank you for this opportunity to enjoy this this gift, and that can increase my longing for the Holy Spirit and become a prayer. You no, know, a cry of the heart for that which really fulfills. And at the same time, this is a second thing, maybe a practical thing that I think, is to pay attention to what then gives real fulfillment and what kind of leaves me empty. You know, I don't know how it is for you, but there are certain things that we kind of enjoy that they make, they're fun in the moment, but they have like a bad aftertaste. You know, afterwards you kind of feel emptier than you did before when you, when you were thought it's going to be so great. And, then, and, and to pay attention to those things that, give us more Holy Spirit and those things that don't. You know? and, then, and then the last thing, and this is really the big, I think, message of the Gospel. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. You know, he who asks, receives, who he seeks, finds. To simply, there's something beautiful about just this simple prayer petition, come Holy Spirit, right? It's, there's something beautiful about just coming to God as a beggar kind of thing. Or much better, as a son or daughter, and says, Dad, I need the Holy Spirit, you know, just make, taking those moments of of just asking that He really come, and expecting Him to come. I don't know how it's for you, sometimes we ask for God something, but we really don't expect He's going to actually answer. Well, that's not the kind of prayer that God is suggesting, right? So, those three things, maybe at the end. to remind ourselves that every longing of the human heart is, in last instance, a cry for the Holy Spirit. And we're, when we're building our companies, or listening to our Beethoven, or playing our music, or watching our Netflix, or whatever else we're doing, to remember um, that there's a there's a longing in my heart for something bigger and greater, and I'm created for that. And God has given me the capacity and the power to be really transformed and live for higher higher things. And, and to enjoy those things that I'm able to live, um, but also to notice those things that don't really give me more Holy Spirit, but less, where I feel empty afterwards, and to ask explicitly for that grace. Amen.